Hello and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. On this Best Deal episode, we will explore the human side of real estate investing with a seasoned pro about the legendary best deal of their life. A deal isn't just the investment, it is also the person executing it. Stay with us and learn what it takes to be the best investor possible. Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Royal-Smith, the owner of Royal Legal Solutions, your one-stop shop for everything real estate investors need, the tax, law, uh, you name it, we do it. Um, I'm here with Matthew Baltal, and uh, we're going to have a great time today uh, talking about uh, some of his deals. So thanks for joining in. So Matthew, for everybody that doesn't, uh, that doesn't know you already, can you kind of fill us in a little bit about you know, who you are and what's going on in your, in your life before you get into this deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a little bit about my background. Uh, me and my mother, uh, I, helped mother, I helped manage a portfolio of 10 single family homes with my mother back in 2008. And as you know, um, that wasn't the best time to be in the market. And we went belly up and we had to basically liquidate all of our properties. So fast forward um, to 2000, around 2016, in June 27th, I believe, I left the United States to travel the world, and I wound up in Thailand, and I fell in love with my wife, and we just got married last year, and we will be, ha- we will be having our first kid uh, here shortly, uh, coming June, or sorry, January 2020, and about a year and a half ago, two years uh, I started thinking about what's going to be my next move, what I want to be doing when I get back into uh, when I get back to the United States. And I thought I wanted to get involved in real estate, but I wasn't going to be back for the states for two years. So I decided that you know I wanted to do go into commercial real estate and go into multifamily. But the problem was I'm halfway around the world. So I had to think creatively, and I joined Bigger Pockets, and I started consuming as much content as possible. I started taking in online courses in commercial real estate, and really just started investing in myself. And then uh, I I started a digital meetup group in, on Bigger Pockets, and one thing led to another, and that led to, led me to my current position that I'm at right now as a real estate analyst. I specialize in everything with acquisitions. And we, our current focus is acquiring large multifamily units between 100 and 200 units in the southeastern United States. So that's a quick kind of rundown of my uh, background and how I started getting into uh, real estate. And as you move through real estate, it sounds like you kind of moved up through different types of asset classes. What, what gave you confidence to be able to move from, you know, one lane of investing into a new lane? Yeah, so I mean, I, I know it's uh, everybody kind of says start small, and you know, I mean, I saw the wrecking ball come from 2008, and single family and wholesaling, um, going back into single family for me just did not sound uh, appealing to me, and I know a lot of people are having success with it now, and so I wanted to get into larger multifamily real estate, and I basically did not want to have a limited mindset. And so I kept thinking, how can I? And, and as soon as I started saying, how can I? Then I started opening my mind up and I started thinking more creatively. And I aligned myself with people that are doing deals. Like I, I can't even tell you how many times, like I feel like I'm the dumbest one in the room 
And when these guys are talking to me, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But I'm learning so much from them and so much through the process. So upon my arrival, you know, it'll be even more of a smooth transition. And I, and I, in the meantime as well, I've also created a podcast called Real Estate Journeys that you've been a guest and you've been a part of as well. So really just trying to build up my brand and build up uh, my knowledge and uh, my investor relations and everything and just continue to grow in the multifamily space. That's awesome, Matthew. So let's talk about um, this particular deal. What did it, what did it look like? Yeah, so uh, it's 138 units in uh, Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville, Texas, Jacksonville, Texas, Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, it's in the San Jose area, which is like on the east side of the, um, the the river there. And so basically, it was a 14 million dollar property, and we did a bridge loan on it, and we had to come up with about 4.2 million dollars, and every, everything was going well. And then at the last, I shouldn't say the last minute, but within six months, or sorry, six months, six weeks, we had an investor pull out and he was about a million dollars. And so, you know, everybody was kind of scrambling. But one of the things that I learned in the process is through capital raising is really to have, you know, your network established ahead of time and to always raise extra capital. And that way, when something happens like this, you can, you know, rely and lean on your network. And if you have a strong network, you know, problems like this will arise and you'll be able to hopefully, you know, bounce back from a loss, a $1 million million loss, or not, I shouldn't say a loss, but, um, you know, loss of money during the capital raise. How did that... um... How did that net, how did your network save you there if it did? Uh, so we have, um, you know, our, our team is our very strong. Uh, we have some other general partners that are located in uh, Miami and Tampa as well. And like I said, I'm in, I'm in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and Omar is out of Dallas, Texas. So, you know, uh, we invested in Jacksonville, which obviously is not a market anywhere near really any of us. So those two partners in, uh, in Florida are more of the boots on the ground. So we have a pretty robust network and everybody, you know, is basically developing themselves and, and raising capital. And if you are, if you are allotted a, a slot of, we'll say $2,200,000 and you're not able to do it, well, hopefully one of the other capital raisers will be able to come in or, you know, lean on each other's networks and really establish yourself because that's what I've learned thus far, you know, raising capital and trying to uh, raise capital myself is the time to start raising capital is not, Oh, there's a deal. I like, like, you know, you need to be shaking hands and kissing babies six, seven months, years, if you can do years before you find a deal and that way, when you do, when you do, when you are able to get a deal, you're able to close on a deal. Because the last thing you want to do is be as professional as possible, talk a big game, you know, submit your LOI, and then next thing you know, you get the deal, and you have to retrade, and you can't close. Now you're known as a closer, and that could sabotage your reputation in that market, and you won't be able to close, uh, or you might not get more deal flows within that area or that region. So, uh, you know, really 
relying on your network and establishing those relationships ahead of time is probably the best key for what I've learned as far as raising capital is concerned. So you're taking you're, and you're developing these relationships over the course of, um, you know, six months to two years. Um, how do you know of the relative strength of your network, right? Because until people are taking action with you, it's yeah. really a talk, right? So how do you know that ahead of time? Um, so, I mean, for myself, um, it's still a learning curve for myself. But from uh, learning from Omar Khan, our CEO, and the other general partners and other capital raisers, is you know you gotta you gotta test your network. You gotta put feelers out there. So you get them onto your email list, right? So it's always good to start an email list and be sending out at least a minimum of one email a month. And you know if you if you meet somebody and they, you know you strike up a conversation with them and you you kind of learn what people are interested in. If you hear passive income, they're looking to invest in real estate or they haven't done some stuff like this. You know, these are all indicators where your ears kind of perk up. You exchange some information, you get together. I mean, a lot of times uh, for these raises, it's $50,000 a minimum. And I don't know about you, but I would never give $50,000 to somebody that I just first met, you know, you need to, they need to, they need to like, you know, you and trust you. Right. So you need to develop this relationship. So you're going to be sending out newsletters, whether that's month, monthly, every two weeks, it's up to you. So let's say you're sending these newsletters, news, newsletters out and you have a hundred people on your list and five people are opening them. You know, this could be maybe not that many people are interested in what you're doing right now, or it could be a bad newsletter. Um, you know, really speaking, people calling up people, telling them what you're doing. Hey, we're looking in the Atlanta market right now. We're looking at, you know, this region. Uh, like, would you be interested possibly getting soft commitments? Oh yeah, I'd be interested in doing that. How much could you commit to doing? I can probably commit to 50,000. Okay, cool. You know, then you put it down as a soft commitment because this isn't necessarily a fund. So these are soft, these are soft commitments that are non-binding. So that's why the guy that raised uh, or that was going to uh, put in a million dollars, it was a soft commitment. He didn't have to sign anything for, leg legally, right? So you hope on good faith through your relationships and what he said, you know, when the time comes to have the money transferred to, you know, the LLC and the account to purchase the property, he will be there. So in a roundabout way, at least it was six weeks before as opposed to two weeks before or a day before. Um, so yeah, that's uh, a long answer, a long winded answer there. No, that's cool, man. Um, so <clears throat> on this deal that you ended up, you know, getting into, you know, how did, uh, mm -hmm. how did that play out? Do you guys end up closing on that deal and raising the money? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We closed on it uh, February, mid-February or first or like the 10th I think I believe so yeah we, we we closed on that in February and now we're doing the remodels and uh you know just making it look we're putting it in a dog park uh you know putting it in the countertops uh, re, uh putting in the slurry coat in on the asphalt uh roofs are fine but yeah really just going about uh Restabilizing the property, and it's in a good area too. It's a B-class property. It's surrounded by a lot of A-class uh, assets. So if we, if you know, if everything's planned out accordingly, we'll be able to bump up rent rents nicely. 
And is that by design that you guys buy like the, a lower tier asset inside of a better neighborhood? Essentially? Yeah. So, so, so our investment criteria, what, I mean, this is, so this is how we filter every deal. We have a bunch of deals that come across our desk. So we, our investment criteria is between 100 and 200 units, B to C class properties, preferably uh, rents that are 10 to 15% below market value, purchase price between five to 15 million and between 100 and 200 units. So, and prefer, preferably pitched roofs. Uh, after that, it passes the sniff test and we're able to take a deeper dive into it um so yeah so with the jacksonville it was 138 units so it fit our criteria and if we are able to find a really good property which we are it was one of the only b-class uh properties surrounding that area and there's not any new supply coming in as well so if you're able to take a b-class asset make it look nicer and it's already below market rents and you're able to bump up those rents you know it's going to be a, a win-win situation and it's a value add play, which is what we specialize in. Very, very nice, man. Well, that's very cool. So it sounds like this is uh, this deal is actually still ongoing right now. Yeah. 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 So, so we, we closed on the property and like I said, right now we are, we're in the process of uh, rehabbing the units and we uh, have submitted an LOI for some other property or another property in a different market right now. And we're waiting to hear back from that. And yeah, we really like the, the Jacksonville, Tampa, Orlando. We really like that Florida area. Uh, really like the Southeastern United States, preferably um, landlord friendly states, which is good. Um, and that's kind of our, like our wheelhouse that we are targeting right now. Very nice, man. Well, I, I always like to uh, you know, end every episode with a, a lesson learned, um, so to speak. And, and one of the lessons I learned um, from you today uh, Matthew was uh, was about um, you know the power of the network and how you you don't just start recruiting you know people that you need in your life and whether you you need them you know because you know they have access to information or or access to capital or whatever the case may be um, you don't know, start recruiting those people and forming those relationships when you need them you start doing it well ahead of time um, and uh, to to make sure that you have that that deep bench uh, to be able to go to. Mm -hmm. Too. Yeah, definitely. Leave the, the listeners with a, a lesson learned. Um, what would that be from your perspective? Um, a lesson learned would be to surround yourself with individuals that are a hell of a lot smarter than you. Find mentorship if you can um, and really educate yourself. Very cool. That's awesome, man. Well, for everybody that wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that and, and make sure to drop your podcast name again? Yeah. So my podcast is called Real Estate Journeys. Um, you could go to www.matthewbaltzell.com. My email address is Matthew at Matthew Baltzell. That's B as in boy, A-L-T-Z-E-L-L.com. And it's pretty simple across the board, Matthew Baltel on Twitter, Matthew Baltel on Instagram. And uh, I also have a checklist that I can give to you guys and to your listeners if they'd like that. Um, like I said, I know I, mentored, I mentioned mentorship, but people can go to rejpodcast.com forward slash checklist. And I have a whole uh, gamut of 50 ways that people can add value to other syndicators or 
for free and are looking to get into the industry. So I can give that to your uh, listeners as well. If they want to learn how to get mentorship or want to learn how to put themselves around people who are more sophisticated and more knowledgeable in in the real estate industry than themselves. Awesome. Yeah. We'll have that in the show notes for everybody as well too. So thanks for offering that. And yeah, no problem. Hey, Matthew, appreciate it, brother. Yeah, thank you very much, Scott. Have a good one. Well, this is the Real Estate Nerds, guys. I'm your host, Scott Royal Smith. Hope you have a fantastic day. Go get them. That's all for this Best Deal episode, and I'm your host, Scott Royal Smith, with the Real Estate Nerds podcast. When investments go good, they can go great. Your legendary Best Deal could be your next one, so keep at it. Thank you for joining us, and if you enjoyed the show, leave a review to help clue in those sleeping masses for what they need to know and what we all need reminders of. Do your good deed for the day, and I'll see you again soon.